Hi people, welcome to another podcast on this channel. Yeah, this is Michael Adibuki and today we are going to discuss about something that is very important to us as Christians, especially young Christians in this present age. You know, there is a difference between uh, the youths of like 20 years ago and the youths of nowadays because things are really changed. We have a lot of information at our disposal and some of this information uh, they are not healthy for us they, they don't affect us positively however we also have a lot of good information as they we have a lot of things that can make us better people so the summary is knowledge is everywhere knowledge is everywhere so you just choose which one you want you can you can harness it for your own growth you have your phones, your mobile phones, you have Google, you very easy to search, data has become cheap, and you know, television and a whole lot of things that um, you can get information from. So today we are going to be talking about grace. Grace. Is grace a license to sin? You know, that's a common thing people talk about as oh uh, this grace message just makes people have the liberty to sin. And they just do a lot of things they like and you no know, the interesting thing about this is that some people that are termed grace preachers or they seem to be grace preachers some pastors they've been caught with a lot of scandals but is it true that grace is a license to sin and if it is or if it is not what exactly is grace what is grace can someone understand grace and still continue to well, today is going to be quite interesting, very interesting. Why? Because I have my beautiful wife with me on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so my wife is here, my beautiful damsel, the love of my heart, and the one and only woman that makes me happy. That is Mrs. Rita Michael and Luke. Welcome, baby. Yeah. <laughs> She's shy. Okay, so you heard the question, you heard the topic. What exactly is grace? Do you? Yeah, you can let's start from that. Okay, um, permit me, I'm going to be very blunt because I really don't know how to um, say the truth and dilute it, dilute the, the truth. So, but I guess anyone is going to do something as an adult and mature, so you should be able to, you know, get to take the hard trick. But the thing is that I've noticed that most people that criticize the grace message, they just talk about oh, that God loves you and He has saved you, you are right, you are right, you are righteous, person, you are righteous. The, the next thing they will say is, oh, once saved, forever saved. My pastor told me that, like that, blah, blah, blah. But I'm, I noticed that most people that just you know kind of counter the grace message and say oh well there's nothing like one save forever save there are people that actually do not understand grace there is no one person that understands god's grace and the new the new man will okay. say one save forever save or condemn or say that grace is your license to save. i mean it's just unimaginable how can grace be license grace is a calling to righteousness I know this may not sound uh, very clear, 
but the truth is that this is a book of Romans chapter Chapter 1, okay. verse 8, right? There's therefore no condemnation. Chapter 8, verse 13. Okay, um, that's chapter 8, verse yes, 1 and 2. There's therefore no condemnation. Yeah, there's therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Who walk after this yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is that when you are in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. no, when you receive Jesus Christ as, as your Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. it's the newness is in your spirit. Yeah. So you you walk after the spirit. So if you are still carnal, mm-hmm. you've not really have an encounter with Jesus. So, mm-hmm. so but there's people are always mistaken. So today I got to really understand. I've understood the grace message before. It's something that I've put into practice and it has worked for me. Because I don't see how uh, what I'm going to do to deserve God's love. God's love for us is undying and unending. So today, I just got a clearer picture of the whole message, how I'm going to, you know, tell it to someone else, someone that doesn't understand the whole grace message and make it, the message very clear to the person. So today, um, I was, we're, studying a, we're studying in the book of Romans, and Paul, Apostle Paul, that was talking to the Romans, and wrote that letter. He, 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 he even lacked words to understand because this thing was so much of in the spirit that he, human vocabulary could not even capture you know the goodness of God how what God has really done for us but this, this sim- the, the simple truth is that God loved us so so much as in so so much before we before Jesus Christ died before we met before you accept Jesus Christ into your life as a believer you were a slave to sin you are a slave to death because sin brings death you are a slave to death and you don't have righteousness you are void of righteousness so there is no way you can live in righteousness people people say oh there are people that are not believers they are not Christians but they are good people these people they, they don't lie they don't steal they do good to good in me, but morality is not Christianity. And, and morality is not righteousness. Yeah. Because because Isaiah makes it, Isaiah tells us that all of our righteousness was as filthy rags. So, so, yeah. it's, so the, the, the um, morality people had before Jesus came was not enough to justify them before God. And, and th- that morality is just instinctive from the carnal mind. Just you know, the normal human mind know what is good and what is like yeah. societal. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this is good, this is bad, and, and whatever. But there's righteousness mm-hmm. is is from the spirit. Yeah. So you, it's not something that you can do by your own ability. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, righteousness is dependent on the law of the spirit. Morality is subjective. Yes, Morality is relative. It is not universal and it's yes. not absolute. Yes. What is moral to me in Nigeria might not be moral to people in Scotland. Exactly. That is why, according to history, men in Scotland wear skirts. Mm-hmm. But I wear skirts in Nigeria and I'm, and I'm yeah, looked. Exactly, it becomes immoral to me. But righteousness is, is sovereign. Righteousness is. Um, According to Galatians 5, it says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the laws of God. So, righteousness is simply a response to the spirit. 
is something that is that is perfect from the spirit. Yeah. So we can continue. Because for instance now someone that seems that is seemingly um, um, moral mm-hmm. in, in a particular society is let's say your neighbor now is an upright person, is a very moral person. Yeah. But there'll be other parts, you know, that, of his life that you don't know that he's fulfilling the loss of the flesh. Yeah. So the, the ones you know are the ones that you do actually, okay, this person is a moral person. Mm-hmm. But if he was righteous, mm-hmm. he will not yield any of his members mm-hmm. to unrighteousness. Yeah. But because he's just being moral, mm-hmm. so his code of conduct is accepted in a geographical location, in a setting, mm-hmm. and it's not in totality. Yeah. It's in the ones you can see mm-hmm. and what of his mind. But righteousness it comes from within, from your spirit, from your mind. So it is, it in is, out. it is, it is, um, it is irrespective of your your circumstance, of your environment. It is exclusive. Yeah, that's what is exclusive of where you find yourself and and where where you are at, what you do. Yeah. So because you can be in. in um, Location A, mm-hmm. if you're a righteous person because it's from the spirit, the Holy Spirit will always tell you as you always what do the right do. thing to do in yeah. location A. You go to location B, mm-hmm. you all you do the right thing. So you just kind of universal. Yeah. But there's a, there's another the, the, the point I want to make here is that I don't know why someone in I don't know in in, in the right state of mind mm-hmm. will think that uh grace is a license to sin. You know, we're talking about the issue of us being slaves to okay. sin to um to yeah let me say to sin sin was our master yeah. so whatever he told us to do you, you, we you did think, yeah i was talking about that yeah. so uh, i said that before before you give your life to jesus christ you are under sin and the sins that brings sin brings death so sin is your master you are a slave under sin so that's anything sin tells you to do that's what you are going to do. You are void of righteousness. You can't be righteous because you, are, you don't have any righteousness in you. But once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, you are called from that state of sinfulness into righteousness. Yeah. So righteousness becomes your master. Mm. So whatever righteousness asks you to do, that you do. So righteousness is not telling you, it's not saying, okay, you are righteous now, continue to be yeah. to, to walk under under sin. Mm. But if you are not under righteousness, you are supposed to follow the instructions of righteousness, which is who is now your new master. Yeah. But if for indiscipline, in the yeah. case of indiscipline or rebel rebelliousness, you are still walking like a servant of sin, then you're just you're just putting yourself in a demeaning position because you are you are free. And once you've been bought by righteousness, which is another master, you are supposed to be void of sin. So why you are not in righteousness and you are still like obeying, like you are doing things that you used to do when you were under sin. You are just not rip, as you are not ripping yourself off the benefits of righteousness. Because when you do what your master, which is righteousness, asks you to do, there's always a reward. And you live a better life but when he has bought you as his servant you are now still doing what he asks you to do something you are not doing what you are supposed to do as a servant of righteousness you are walking under sin you are, you are, you are being a rebellious servant 
Yeah. And you are just ripping yourself off every good thing that you are supposed to get. And who is losing? You are the one losing. Now let, let's. Um, you can always also remember that Jesus Christ said that one man cannot serve two masters. Yeah. You can only serve one person at at a time. So let's let's bring it into a life scenario. Let's let's say that uh, you know we can remember the slave trade issue in Africa and all of that. Let's say there is a is a man called Frederick. Frederick is under a master, a master, uh, let's say Salvador. So there's Salvador, there's Frederick. Now Salvador is a cruel master. He makes Frederick walks walk rather all through the day without food. And Frederick does not have a choice than to do whatever he says. Frederick lived an unhappy life. A life of agony. Because he could not help himself. He could not help himself. He wanted to be free, but he didn't have the power to be free. Because Salvador is so great, he had soldiers, he had money, he had influence. Even if Frederick decided I was going to run away, he's running into another territory that Salvador controlled. So, he was hopeless but fortunately one day a missionary came from another country let's say the missionary's name is David and David decided that I want Frederick to be free and he walks up to Savannah and says what is the ransom to set Frederick free how much does it cost Salvador looked at him and said okay you want to set him free well it's going to cost you $5,000. So David counted $25,000 immediately and paid. That was an overpayment. The money Frederick paid was enough to set four other slaves free. Sorry, yeah, David, yes. So it was enough to set four other slaves free. So it was an overpayment. Now, Frederick was immediately set free. He followed David. And he goes to his house. He begins to live a new life. He's happy. Now, Frederick is already used to a lifestyle. Already used to a life of suffering and agony. But in David's house, David has a lot of um, um, maids, um, helpers and cooks and gardeners. So, Frederick does not really need to go through the regular process he went through before he came to David's house. But he still finds himself doing some of those things. He's doing those things does not change the fact that he is set free. He's not he's no longer obliged to do those things. But it's just nature. Exactly. It's taking time to adjust. Yes. It will take him time to the more he understands his identity, that he understands the freedom. Yes. The better he lives. He start getting used to it and 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 what you are talking about what paul was making us know is that there are two natures there's a nature of sin and there's a nature of righteousness when you become born again you lose the nature of sin it is it was a nature of sin that caused you to sin before there is a sin there is sin as noun and there is sin as verb sin as noun is something that is dwelling in your spirit in your human spirit it is domiciled there and so it, it is the sole sponsor of every action every sinful action you take but when you become born again you lose that nature and so 
if you commit an act of sin, it is not because there is a nature of sin in you. It is only because your mind and your body is gravitating towards it naturally, not because there is something fueling it. It, 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 is, it is just like when you, when you kill a fowl, it, it, for that few seconds after you kill it, the body is still moving. There is no spirit in it again. It is still moving. But after a while, it, it goes off. It stops moving. So when you give your life to Christ, your mind does not change. Your body does not change. But the more you realize who you are, the better you begin to live that life. And if you do the biddings of that former master, it does not mean you get the punishments for that thing. That is a beautiful thing. When you are under sin, you do you do what you are supposed to do. But it is a since it was against God's will, there is punishment for it. But Jesus Christ took all of that punishment so that now that you are under righteousness, even when you do things that you are not supposed to do, you are forgiven. And what does that show you? It shows you love. It shows you the magnitude of God's love for you. The essence of this whole thing is God always wants to show His love. Yeah. Like Him even coming, the Bible says that God was in flesh and bread and water. And the Bible says that the Bible was the most God wants man to see His love. And His love is so undeniable. His love is so much for us. So he always wants us to see His love. So the essence of selling is only because it's just to see I love you regardless. Mm-hmm. But the problem, most people are supposed to just feel like some, you know, babes in mm-hmm. faith. They just be like, okay, I'm now righteous. Oh, voila, I can't have any punishment again. Mm-hmm. I just live, like, yeah, like, I just live anyhow. Yeah, like, but that doesn't benefit you because the Bible, the Bible says that you should, we should transform our minds. Yeah. We should not be, we should not conform to the to, world. To the world. We should transform our mind. And the, 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 the good thing about the word of God is that as you keep transforming your mind, you keep knowing the things that are freely given to you by grace, mm-hmm. you keep walking in that righteousness. Mm-hmm. But if you just relax and say, okay, I'm righteous, I just keep... You can even, you, you, you can lose that, you can even lose your righteousness. The, 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 the point is that righteousness is a consciousness. Christianity works with consciousness. What you are not conscious for conscious of does not work for you. If you perpetually work in um, acts of sin, what you begin what will happen is you begin to lose your consciousness of your righteousness. Yes. And then you begin to go deeper and deeper into sin. And and one thing people don't realize is that when they commit when they do something wrong, then they stop their fellowship. Personally when I commit, when I do something wrong, I commit sin, mm. I recognize it, mm. I fellowship more with God. Mm. That is what, because it helps me get back on my track, redirect my step, and even love God more. Because I just imagine how how great His love is that He has forgiven that sin even before I committed yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I said something, I said that you can even do the right. What I mean is that righteousness as the master has brought you. But when you keep living in like living in sin, like serving the mm-hmm. former master, why you are not still under him, mm-hmm. you are losing the essence of you being righteous. It doesn't mean that God will sell you back. Like righteousness is going to sell you back to the master, mm-hmm. to sin the master. No, mm-hmm. you are still under him, but you are not going to get any benefits. 
because you are repeated and everything you're supposed to get you're not going to get it because you are being ignorant of the things that are already before you and that way since you're ignorant you're aware of the sin so that's where, where what you are going to come from and the, the basic thing when you're doing things that are wrong even looking at the ten commandments you say that shall not steal that shall not die everything is not a strict rule for you know god to put us in a cage or be strict to us anything if he says that shall not lie if you are used to lying you are going to nobody will trust you you are going to be known as, as an insincere person in where you are if you steal nobody can trust you with anything you know it just it's just normal so the as you will keep doing those wrong things it gives an impression it let's even talk about the physical world the natural world gives a wrong impression about you it, 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 there's nothing good it doesn't bring anything good so i don't know grace is never the license to sin it's someone that doesn't understand the essence see if you, if you understand what righteousness is you have been called unto righteousness the bible says well, you, you yield your members you're going to yield your members to righteousness you're moving parts of your body that's why when you accept Jesus Christ, you don't just stop the old and righteous and accept that just for No. You have to keep working. You have to keep knowing who you are in Christ Jesus, what He has done for you. You keep working in their reality. If you don't work in it, it's not going to jump on you. So you keep you keep being aware, you keep knowing God more, knowing the extent of his love, knowing the authority you have as a believer, mm. knowing there's even a stage you will get to. You can never even struggle with sin. Like because you are so you know soaked, you are you are just taught, you are you are into your master. Anywhere your master is going, you are going. Before you know, you are going to forget everything about your former master, everything about your former master that was sin. You forget because you are following the righteousness. You don't know when you will forget. But when you are under righteousness, you are not you are just like a discipline by everything. You are still all the ways your former will. That's what you have to forget. There's no way to help you. And I want to say this here because I have met some people that uh, they become born again and maybe they commit sin and they become unsure. They are not sure again that they are born again. They think they've lost their salvation just to help because I still met someone last week and she was not even sure if she was a, she was a Christian. Now, being born again is spiritual, it happens in your spirit. The fact that you commit a sin does not mean you've lost your righteousness or salvation rather i know why i'm saying this because um, the bible makes it clear it is only on one condition you lose your salvation you, com- you commit the blasphemy against the holy spirit jesus said it what's the blasphemy against the spirit against the holy spirit it simply means rejecting the conviction of the holy spirit rejecting the witness of the holy spirit and what is witness it talks about jesus Tell you about, tells you about Jesus. Tells you about yes. So when 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 you when you when you refuse Jesus, refuse to accept Him, refuse to submit to His Lordship, then you have you are, you cannot be saved because Hebrew makes it clear that it says that there is no Lord by which men can be saved. If you if you if you renounce Jesus Christ, who wants to die for you? There's no there's no other death by which you can be saved. So that is it. Once you say, once you confess Jesus according to Romans chapter 10, 9 to 10, know that you are saved. Believe that you are saved and then continue in that consciousness. Don't, don't, don't be scared when you make a mistake. When you make a mistake, stand up again and continue. 
if you fall seven times, rise seven times and continue going. And you know that Philippians chapter 2 tells us that. It says, it says that, work out your salvation with reverence. That's with fear and trembling, according to King James Version. And it says, that's Philippians 2, 2. Then 13 says, it says, for it is God that works in you, both to will and to do according to his pleasure. So, when you receive salvation, there is a lot of things locked up inside of you. You have to acknowledge those things and then begin to get conscious of them and you see them manifesting. Don't be conscious of sin. Don't be conscious of I don't want to I don't want to sin. I don't want to make a mistake. Be conscious of his love. Be conscious of your righteousness as a gift. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says it says those that have received the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. So righteousness is a gift. Not a reward for works. It's not a reward. Be aware that you have that righteousness. So as you are living every day, you see, Christianity works by, by consciousness. See, what you are conscious of works for you. What you are not conscious of will not work. Even if you are a Christian. Even if not, you are a Christian. For it. So if you are not conscious of it and it's not working, it doesn't mean it does not exist. It does exist. Just like one of my fathers used to say that you have radio. You, you have um, signals, radio signals everywhere. But if you don't have a radio, radio to tune into that signal, you never hear the FM, you never hear the station. It doesn't mean the signals are not there. The signals are there. So you be, when you, you notice, try it for about one week. Be conscious, I am righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 5 17. I've, I've heard people making jokes and things, I am righteous. Well, it did not work for you doesn't mean it doesn't work it works it has worked for me it has worked for several people when people talk about life's grace for life i just look at them because i know how i have lived and how many people around me have lived i know i know that people that understand grace well they will live better if there's any word they live a holier life than but people that someone that understands God's love yeah. to love the, the fellow human beings. Yes. Because I, I don't know, the Bible says that before, let me even give you a personal story. I'm this kind of person that when someone does something wrong to me, I always feel bad and say, Oh God, see what this person has done to me. I'll go tell a friend what this person has done to me. But when I got spiritually mature, I understood God's love. And I started understanding the scriptures. The scriptures say, wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. You know? So, and strongholds. So I understand that strongholds are, you know, thoughts and ideas in my mind spirit. So when I see someone that does the wrong thing, I'm not angry at that person because I know there's a spirit fueling that character or that attitude. Or that, and that spirit is, is the devil consciously making me to you know be offended and offense doesn't bring anything because i'm offended i i dwell in that 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 action i become bitter i become sad for you know a lot of things creeping so i see the person beyond what is going on so when someone does wrong to me i see who originally is doing it which is the devil i say okay devil i can see you i'm not going to get offended so that's the way you see because you, you have this law for human just like when Jesus Christ said, for, like, forgive them for they don't know what they do. He saw beyond the person standing there. He even said that to, to Peter. When he, when he called um, he, he called Peter, he, he, referred, uh, he said, devil, get behind me. 
because he wasn't he wasn't calling Peter a devil, but he, he he was aware of the person behind that action. I know what they wanted. So the devil can use anybody can be as an instrument. So because of your love for if you understand God's love, how God loves us unconditionally, you will not be famous despite what they do. They're not able to see everybody as good. Not because of what they do or because of what they didn't do. But because of the fact that they are God's creation. Alright, thank you very much. Thank you for your insight. So we are going to round up now and we'll continue with some um, very exciting topics next time. So the bottom line is that grace is in two ways, two parts. The first part is it brings you out of darkness. That's the part A and the part B is it takes you into light. So it takes you out of sin, it brings you into righteousness. It does not just bring you out of sin. No, it takes you into righteousness and it establishes you inside God so that you begin to live exactly like God. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I encourage you to study your Bible. And then you can reach out to me if you need some clarity or clarification on any topic. Bye. Hello, people. My name is Michael Adigoke. And yeah, this is a new podcast channel. So on this channel, I'm going to be discussing about life issues. We're going to be discussing about some uh, Christian principles and how they affect our lives as as humans. You know, the word of God is not just for us to know; it is for us to live. It is for for us to apply to every facet of our lives. And you know, the, the word of God should permeate every part of our lives. None of our none of the aspects of our life should be left out. Uh, our sexual life should be affected, our financial life should be affected, our marriage, our relationships, our, our intellect, our mental life, and you know, anything that you can think of. And you know what? The word of God is holistic, it affects everything. There is a word of God for every situation. There is a word of God for every part of your life. There is a word of God for every concept, every every human thought. There is a word of God that, that can address it and give a direction. And nowadays we discover that many young Christians have different questions that are usually scratched at the surface in churches or they are not even answered at all. Most of these questions, we will talk about them here, we will discuss them in line with the Word of God and we will see how we can help one another to become better Christians, to become better in every area of our lives, better in everything that we do because it is the will of God that we prosper and excel in everything we do. Thank you for listening to this introductory broadcast. This, this is just the beginning. Many more podcasts to be released very soon. Subscribe to this channel and let's make the best out of life. Bye.